Welcome to another episode of The First Incision, a CMF podcast where we look at topics at the interface of faith and healthcare that affect our Christian lives in today's world. I'm your host, Steve Fouch. We've all experienced this. You're sitting in the staff room and someone starts to tell a story about a colleague, a patient or maybe one of the managers. Before you know it, everyone is sharing gossip. We see this happening in churches even, although here it's more likely to be called sharing prayer news. Is this just harmless banter or is there something more dangerous to it? And how do we respond to gossipy situations without coming over as prim and moralistic? In this episode of First Incision, I'm talking to Esther and Rachel, two of CMF's nursing and midwifery team, about how we can counter some of the more negative aspects of workplace culture in a positive and Christ-like manner. Rachel and Esther, can you just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. Hi, I'm Esther and I work as a staff nurse in Southampton. I work part-time in respiratory high dependency unit at the moment and I also work one day a week for CMF in the nurses and midwives department. Yeah, I'm Rachel and I work as a psychiatric liaison nurse um, based at the General Hospital here in Southampton and also volunteer one day a week with CMF. What do you get out of working in the NHS? What do you think are the, the real positives and the, and the real challenges that you find there? I think it's about one of the most positive things I think is that it's such a privilege to have a job where you're directly working with people and so many different people. You have a unique and privileged position where people let you in to their vulnerability and you're able to listen and serve them in a really practical way. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's incredible to be able to work in a healthcare system which doesn't deliver care based on social status or what someone uh, can give financially towards their care. But we care for whoever comes through our doors, which can be um, anyone from, from a CEO of a a big company to, to someone who's struggling um, in lots of different areas of their life and all of them are, um, are cared for and embraced in the service. Great but there's another side to it isn't it? So where do you find the challenges working within the NHS? Yeah I think it is easy to notice the challenges as you get into the workplace and I think it comes with the pressure. There is immense pressure on the NHS in different ways, both its resources and its time. And I think that the pressure that's put on staff means that things can switch to being task orientated rather than people orientated. It can be quite a competitive environment. People want to guard their reputation. And I think that can result in a sometimes blame culture, complaining. There's a risk of burnout and despair. And one of the big issues that we've noticed amongst um, our workplaces is that there's a culture of gossiping. Um, so we're going to think a bit more about that today. So what what are you meaning by a culture of gossiping? How does that present itself? I think, yeah, it's vital for us to kind of pause um, and consider what actually is gossip. Um, because if we haven't kind of defined, defined what it is, then we'll, we'll kind of struggle to, to resolve that issue or to, um, or to tackle it. I'll tell you a little story um, about the Greek philosopher Socrates. There's a story that he um, is walking through the markets of Athens um, and was stopped by an acquaintance. And the acquaintance says, Socrates, I have something important to tell you. It's about one of your friends. And Socrates says, that's very kind of you, but um, don't tell me just yet. Before you tell me, I run all information through a three filters test to ascertain whether I want to know it or not. The man looked very puzzled um, as Socrates continued. And Socrates said, the first filter is of truth. Whatever you want to tell me, have you seen it or witnessed it firsthand? 
His friend says, mm, actually, I heard it from someone who heard it from someone. All right, says Socrates, holding the man's gaze. Um, second is the filter of goodness. Is it a good statement you want to make about my friend? Um, the acquaintance said, well, not really, but that's sort of the reason um, that I wanted to tell you about it. Socrates continues, the last filter is a filter of utility. Is this statement about my friend going to be useful to me? The acquaintance says, well, not exactly, but it's really juicy. And I wanted to share it with you as you'll never believe what I've just heard. Socrates said, well, then it's information is not necessarily true, nor is it any good and it's not of any use. And I don't really want to know about it. Of course, these kind of filters of truth and goodness and utility um, are not all encompassed are not all encompassing um, and use alone are insufficient but what we can see from that that actually quite a lot of the information which we which we pass between between colleagues is often is often rooted in more more of a kind of complaint um, than it is something which is beneficial I think we we often have that between colleagues they're not the things which which we necessarily say to say to patients more things which come between between colleagues okay so gossip is it's information that is neither necessarily true necessarily beneficial or necessarily helpful what does the bible have to say on this topic i mean it's interesting yeah. to hear what socrates has to say um <laughs> is there a biblical perspective on this okay <laughs> great um yeah so we we read a lot about wisdom and um, and therefore kind of uh, gossip in the book of proverbs uh, which is which is which is one of the wisdom books in the bible proverbs um 26 verse 28 says the words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels they go down into the inner parts of the body and later when Paul is writing to um to the church in Corinth and church in Romans he he used the words of a whisperer and words of gossip um, and writes yeah writes about the dangers of them later on but I think we can we can all kind of relate to that simile that the the writer of the proverbs is using of saying that often it's information which which feels quite sweet to say almost kind of sickly sweet and and the person who who kind of speaks speaks the gossip is has eaten these words with words with relish and then kind of shares them with relish and we do we do get a bit of a kick i think sometimes when we share things which we know are kind of closer to complaints about a person or about a system i think sometimes it can be almost like a fast track to building rapport or building a, a yeah. friendship or relationship with with your colleague or or someone that, that you know where you can say oh did you hear that mm. and it it's almost like a fast fast track or a fast food way but it's not nourishing absolutely absolutely i think we can often the interactions we have with people and um gossip can, can use it um as a bit of a currency um but, but essentially if we're building our relationships on gossip or on complaints and grumbles it's like building a house with sand and the tides only need to change or the wind needs to blow and suddenly the house falls down because others are gossiping about you and i think there's a, there's a role there for us as believers to um to build relationships with with constructive helpful and truthful words even if that means um, that we might feel a bit excluded from um, from kind of the chat that's happening in the staff room or in smoking shelter, and it might mean that relationships take longer to build. But the fast track relationships, as Alistair says, they they're futile, futile, yeah. and not based on a good foundation. So how does it, how do you tackle this in practice? Because it must be quite tricky. I, I mean, I've I've worked as a staff nurse on a ward, so I, I know what it's like when you're sitting in the um, in the staff room or in or just before handover, and people start spreading around rumours and, and little bits of gossip and not joining in can often feel like you're refusing to be part of the team, being part of the um, 
the incred as you say it it is a shortcut to building relationships and if you're new in a place in particular that can be really quite difficult it, it can make you seem rather aloof and unfriendly uh, when that's obviously not what you're trying to do so so how do you start to tackle that in practice how, how do you bring it tackle it in a more constructive way i think it's important for us all to for us all to be kind of real with ourselves and say that we do all sin in this area some of us maybe engage really actively in this something which we we're the ones sharing the morsels really often sometimes we engage quite passively in that we won't shut down a conversation if it starts and maybe even as we've been talking you realize that you kind of engage quite ignorantly in these things and and you don't realize that the conversation that you are having could actually yeah be viewed as be viewed as gossip so i think this i think that's it's a challenge to start yeah I think I think and um, that can be quite a something I think we don't which we have to do maybe in all areas of our life as well that um, gossip can often come dressed up and master something else and in as you kind of thought thought a bit more about um, gossip you become really hyper aware of of how it can come in so insidiously in so many different interactions that you have even would you believe it in the church context Christians um, as I think. As we journey more with God, we just become um, better and better at um, at excusing and diminishing and hiding um, and hiding our sin, don't we? And we see this in church cultures just as much. Um, I'm not sure how um, how often you hear or or you use the disclaimers of, I'm just telling this so you can take it to God in prayer. Or um, I'm just telling the details so you can pray more specifically or so you know what you're dealing with when you're working with them. And we we often use those disclaimers before we share something. and um, as if that kind of masks and dresses up the gossip in a different way. James writes, um, confess your sins to, um, to each other. And I think gossip is, is often the art of confessing other people's sins. And That's a good I way of putting it, yeah. So thinking about how can we, how can we resist this temptation mm. that we're also prone, prone to, I think as well as realising that it's something that we, we all fall short in, we all sin in, and... Also, I think noticing that gossip tastes so good because it feeds our pride mm. and pride is something that we all need to check um, mm. regularly. So I think acknowledging those two things. And then I think within the NHS culture in particular, it's probably more evident behind closed doors like you you um, alluded to. It's not normally in front of patients and particularly as nurses in our training, we're taught from the start about the six C's which actually are in line with Christian values. And it seems that everyone's trained to mm. portray Christian values in nursing practice or in their healthcare work. Can, can you tell people what the six C's are? Because not everybody will oh. necessarily be familiar with them. <laughs> oh, t- so Top is, quiz! Um, yeah, go on. Hey, put, not, no, no pressure here. <laughs> so we've got care, compassion, compassion communication, courage, competence, competence and commitment. Well done. You all <laughs> been getting up on that. Yes, absolutely. And I think actually it'd be fair to say, if you had to describe the best nurse or the best healthcare professional mm. you could, you might go straight to um, the fruits of the spirit. Mm. Love, mm. Joy, patience, kindness, mm. goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Like we would love our healthcare professionals to be full of those things. And I think absolutely. I think we at universities, we're, we're trained to be like that, but mm. actually without the spirit in us as humans in the flesh we aren't able to do that fully mm. we're not able to do that endlessly and i think that's why as soon as staff are behind closed doors in the treatment room in the staff room in the corridor mm. everything spills out that's not those things 
what's really bubbling up and our backbiting starts. So I think acknowledging those those things first. What we need is humility and what we need mm. is Christ in us. I think each day before a shift, we can be preparing ourselves, reminding ourselves of the goodness that we have in us to share. Not that we deserve, but that we've been given. And actually, that's the juiciest thing we can share. <laughs> the juiciest truth. It, we, yeah, we're not going to try to say gossip less. We're going to say gossip better. Mm. Um, and actually, if gossiping is just is just sharing really juicy information, isn't it? actually? And we have, as it says, we have really juicy information to share, and that's the gospel, which um, which is true um, and which is good news and is useful to to all who hear. Mm. Our our tongues are really powerful, and just mentioning St James again. He likens our tongues to um, to rudders in a boat, and uh, yeah, and how that can kind of change the direction um, and steer a ship. So, so our words can really change the direction of of a conversation, and that and that can change a culture and atmosphere within within a team um, and a workplace. So, we've talked about not necessarily gossiping less, but gossiping better, um, and about gossiping the gospel. But a way that we can do that is that when Practically, when we're in conversations with people, if we just sit very passively and nod along or out of the conversation, we still we still have engaged in gossip in some way. And sometimes, sometimes actually, um, the thing we can do in that situation with different time pressures is just to walk away from the situation. But actually, where we can, um, if we can add something into the conversation, that um, that's a real valuable, uh, a real value, and there's a real challenge that when we talk about others in their absence can we speak with a flavor that leaves a listener with a higher view of that person rather than a lower one which completely challenges what gossip is doing if the person that you're talking about or is being spoken about is a believer talk about the spiritual fruit in their lives uh, talk about the works of christ in their life um we can do that in church um and we can do it in the workplace too and if someone's not a believer we can still celebrate them as well. Each person is made in the image of God. They have the signature of a creator um, in them. And we can glorify God by acknowledging how they're bearing his image, um, even if they're not yet having their, having their faith in him. Um, so just ask yourselves with your colleagues at the beginning of the day, be prepared because we know people are going to gossip in our day. So I think, I think it's worth giving a few minutes to thinking, actually, is there something in each of our colleagues that reveals something of God's character yeah, in, their, in their lives? Yeah. Um, and then you have some some fruit in your juicy truth basket to um, <laughs> to um, to give back in those conversations. So yeah, so thinking thinking about the people who you're working with, and that's part of your praying for them as well, is celebrating parts of um, of God's character which they reveal. But also, it's really really important that we have we have the truth of the gospel that we're absolutely convinced of the truth of the gospel, and we're ready to we're ready to share that with others too. Mm. Yeah. I like the idea of, of having fruit in your juicy truth basket. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's such an important thing, isn't it? That, that that rather than avoiding all of that gossip and banter, you actually enter into it, but in a very different way and, and bring mm. something positive into the conversation. Mm. And it's totally transformational. Yeah. I think when... I don't think I'd have much integrity um, if we did this podcast and I didn't say that I'd have tried to do this in my own in my own work. And it is difficult. It is difficult because the easiest mm. thing to do, the path of least resistance, is to just agree. And especially mm. as as we were yeah. saying, as saying as a on, new person. As a new, and, yeah, yeah. 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 As I'm newly qualified and or making a relationship being students. part of a team, it's, you, it's very easy to. You're quickly, quickly making relationships with people and and they're learning to 
to respect you and build a sort of trust relationship with you. But the easiest thing to do is to just go along with it. But if you can change the conversation about gossip, you I think I've been surprised at how quickly you can diffuse those conversations and shut them down. I, I, uh, I didn't realise mm. just I didn't realise just how powerful it was to say something positive about the person. Yeah. And I think the most common common reaction I have to that and they sort of pause, consider it, agree, and then just move on. And and you've avoid, and you've avoided a whole myriad of of kind of a further challenging things that mm. people might say about someone, um, and hopefully left them with a higher view of the other individual mm. than they had before. Yeah. So it it does work, but it's not easy. <laughs> it's no. just an easy thing to do. I'll just read from one John chapter four verses um, nine to fourteen. We read. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the saviour of the world. I think reminding ourselves of what we've received and what we have to give, mm-hmm. remembering the good news, abiding in him, and practically seeing those around us, seeing our patients and our colleagues as those made by Creator God in his image mm-hmm. and their innate value, seeing that first rather than jumping on the bandwagon of, of um, negativity about others. Great. I think that's a, a fantastic reminder for all of us just to remember the, the huge privilege we have in caring for people made in God's image mm-hmm. uh, and to, to remind ourselves of that daily in, in mm-hmm. not just in the people we care for, but the people we work with. As C.S. Lewis once said, I think that there are no ordinary people. Um, everybody mm-hmm. is something incredible made in the image of God. And we have to remember that truth every single day. Esther, Rachel, thank you very much for um, taking the time to talk to us today. And I hope that that's a, an encouragement to other people who are listening that, you know, there are things that we can do to change our workplace culture that don't have to be impossible. It's actually doable, but it does. we do have to be mindful of what we're doing and, and intentional about it on a day-to-day basis. Thank you both very much and uh, goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to First Incision, a podcast from the Christian Medical Fellowship that comes out every other Friday at 5pm UK time. Watch out for our next episode in two weeks. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed this edition, do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and all the leading podcast apps. And if you can, do take a couple of minutes out to rate the podcast on your chosen app. Uh, It's great for us to get the feedback, but it also helps others to find this podcast. So until next time, stay safe. 